Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Tuesday and welcome to the Raj Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm trying to call it by Bruce or G. Hey, Wiley. G. how are you? You know, not too shabby, even though my Clippers lost. Not too shabby, Arash. They did lose. And, you know, the, you know, we knew this about the Clippers this season without Kawhi, but they are kind of in this same situation with the Lakers right now where they're both uh, 16 and 15. I, I predict both will be 16 and 16 after 32 games. The Lakers play the Suns tonight at Staples Center. I believe this will be the last game at Staples Center before it officially becomes Crypto.com Arena. And then the Clippers tomorrow night travel to Sacramento to play the Kings. And by the way, the Kings, since making that coaching change, have really kind of turned around their season. They're actually in playoff contention right now. So I... um. I don't know what to say about these two teams. Of course, for the Lakers, it's a little bit of a different situation where, you know, we were just wondering, you know, how long it was going to take for them to gel and if the pieces fit. And now with Anthony Davis gone for uh, the next month, for the next four weeks at least, I don't see how they're going to turn things around. They play the Brooklyn Nets on Christmas Day. We just got word, however, that, uh, you know, with with sports right now, like everything is in a very precarious position right now. And according to Sham Sharania of The Athletic, uh, the NBA has informed teams playing on Christmas Day that the league is preparing contingencies in case a Christmas Day game is postponed. Um, You know, you're talking about the Brooklyn Nets, for example, that had, you know, a ton of positive cases. They brought Kyrie back despite the fact that he's not vaccinated. He's in health and safety protocols again. So, uh, you know, we'll see if these Christmas Day games happen. It's a lot of money, though. A lot of these leagues, their uh, TV contracts are based on these big time uh, games, not just uh, playoffs, of course, but also, you know, Christmas Day for the casual fam is really sort of the beginning of the season. You know, I mean, that's when they start caring about you know, the matchups, you know, you, you, you kind of, if your team is not in contention, you're, you're kind of not really focused, obviously, on college football because that's done. If your team's not competitive, you're, you're kind, of, kind of shifting away from football, shifting your focus to basketball. GA, the average ticket price for the Lakers-Nets Christmas Day game is $780. According to TickPick, that is the most expensive regular season game right now. It is 330% more than the previous high between these two teams. Um, And the biggest purchase, by the way, according to TickPick for this game so far, and again, I, I don't think this includes courtside, but section 110, row B, so not even row A, row B, a ticket was $4,103 per ticket. So someone bought two at $8,206. So a ton of money for this game. That's re- that is ridiculous. Yeah, right? That's a ridiculous exorbitant amount of money to be spending on a game. Like, I, I don't even care if you have the money to spend on that game. Like, why would you... I don't know. I don't know. Watching it from the comfort of my own home at my couch, I'd so much rather do that than yeah. spend that much amount of money on 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 a ticket. Well, here's the thing. 
I'll not, I wouldn't spend that because I don't have that to spend, but I would listen. I would consider if I had the means to spend that for a courtside ticket because that's like a unique, you know, for a lot of people, like, you know, a once in a lifetime experience. You know, I would consider if I had the means again to spend $4,000 on a courtside ticket. This person uh, bought a ticket, so two, again, uh, four. Row B in section 110. You're not even row A in section 110. I don't know. That's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Like, I, I, and I think we've talked about this before. I would be okay with paying that amount of money if it was like the game of the century, right? Yeah. You know, uh, Kobe's last game yeah. or a Duke, North Carolina game or Coach K's last game or something, something monumental, right? Something historic. But just to go to a game. That's crazy to spend that amount of money. I don't I, like. I don't care if you're courtside, or I don't care if you're, you know, one row behind courtside. Like that's just that's just too much. It's just too much. It's a lot of money. Um, yeah. Speaking of a lot of money, you know, uh, ticket for today's Ram Seahawks game. By the way, yes, we do have Tuesday night football. It's technically Tuesday night football. They have a four p.m. kickoff, so the sun will be out uh, when the game starts. It'll be down by the time the game is done. Again, this this game was supposed to kick off at 1 p.m. on Sunday, but because of COVID, um, it got moved back to Tuesday again. We we had a couple of Monday night games. We have a couple of Tuesday games, technically Tuesday night games. Um, you know, but because you know it's it's 4 p.m. on a Tuesday, G. Hey, I think there's a lot of people out there who wanted to resell their ticket or are saying, "Listen, I mean, I would have totally bid down to go." Uh, 1 p.m. on a Sunday, but uh, the get-in price, which is you know the cheapest ticket to the game, is about 50 bucks. So if you're driving around Los Angeles and thinking of going to uh, the game, uh, the get-in price is about 50 bucks. Uh, but Gia, this is a big game for, for the Rams. I mean, the Cardinals. I I did not think that the Rams had a realistic chance to win the division, only because I figured that listen, if the Rams can find a way to beat the Cardinals, great. But the Cardinals are still. Uh, the way that they were playing, I did not see them uh, getting blown out by the way, the way that they did to the Detroit Lions, you know, the worst team in the National Football League this year. Uh, so now the door is kind of wide open. I mean, if the Rams find a way, and I won't say find a way, I mean, the Seahawks are not that good. They are five and eight on the season, three and four away from home. Um, if the Rams can beat the Seahawks, do what they're supposed to do, they're favored by seven today. Um, they are tied for the second best record in the league. Again, the Green Bay Packers came back, beat the Ravens. They're the best team in the league right now at um, at eleven and three. The if the Rams win, they would be ten and four again. A big kind of logjam there at ten and four, where you have uh, you know you have the Cowboys at ten and four. You would have the Cardinals at ten and four. Who else would you have in that mix? You have like, you know, the Chiefs and the Bucks again. So a ton of teams kind of tied there. Uh, Gia, your, your thoughts on the game today. Again, uh, the Rams should be getting a good portion of the players who are in COVID protocol. Not all the players. We have not heard about any updated lists. But again, um, Hodel Beckham Jr., Daryl Henderson, um, a few other guys, again, I mean, they had up to 30 players on that COVID list. And that's why really, you know, when you talk about a 53-man football roster, I mean, it, it was not realistic 
for the Rams to play that game, but they are getting a, a, a large portion of those guys back. Uh, again, the Seahawks weren't happy about this because they were like, listen, we'll, we'll play that team with half their uh, team, not, not be not in a situation to suit up, but big game tonight at SoFi stadium, very rare Tuesday night game. Again, we have Sunday night football. We got Monday night football. We got Thursday night football. We Trying to think the last time, I can't remember. We have a Sunday night football game. And not only that, GA, we have two at the same time. And I don't know why they're kicking off at the same time. You, you would have thought they could have spread it out. But at the same time, we have the Washington football team and Philadelphia kicking off as well. Yeah, first of all, I would just like to say thank you, NFL, for giving us two football games yeah. on a Tuesday, right? I mean, I, I get it for you know players. This is not ideal especially if you are playing on Sunday or if you're playing on Thursday yeah. or if you're playing, you know, uh, it's not ideal. But, man, this it's so great. It's wonderful to have a literal week of football. <laughs> it's been amazing. Uh, I've been very happy to be able just to watch uh, uh, pretty much like an entire week of football. Yeah, the, as far as the scheduling is concerned with the Washington football team and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles playing, each, uh, playing one another at 4 o'clock our time and um, – the Rams playing uh, the both divisional games, you know, Rams playing yeah. uh, Seattle at four. This, uh, this is just bad scheduling. Like this is just really bad scheduling, but this also goes to show you that the East coast does not care about the West coast no, right? yeah. when it comes to scheduling, you know, like it's seven o'clock over there. So that's, I think that that's maybe something that they're, they're thinking. Um, obviously, you know, Seattle wants to have a COVID roster yeah. for the Rams, right? No. They like a moral victory would be wonderful, you know. Um, considering they are no longer, in, they're not in contention for a playoff spot to even, you know, make it into the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, this is do or die though for them. So, I'm trying to go to the game, but no. to be honest with you, I'm because it's a Tuesday. I feel like it's going to be pretty empty in there. Um, just I think, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it could go one or two ways. I don't think it'll be empty. You know, I think any you, again, normally people, I listen, I think at, at kickoff, it'll be a struggle because it's a 4 p.m. kickoff. But I do think people will adjust their schedules that they will say, hey, listen, I was planning to be at work or I was planning to do this and that. It's a little bit like uh, the playoffs with b baseball where they have these like weird times where ideally, you know, 4 p.m. on a Tuesday, you're either at work, you're commuting back home or something like that, but you will adjust your schedule uh, for a Rams-Seahawks Tuesday night football game. So I don't think it'll be empty. I, I, I do think it'll be uh, a sparse crowd at kickoff only because 4 p.m. And then you got the whole, it is tough to get in and out of SoFi Stadium on a Sunday. You know, on, on a Tuesday at 4 p.m., you're dealing with traffic and things like that. So I think kickoff will be a struggle. I am. I have no idea, but I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic that by halftime it'll be a pretty good crowd. But we shall see. I. I mean, I think that their saving grace is that it's the holidays, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, a, a lot of people are taking this week off. Uh, a lot of the kid kiddos out there. Yeah, they're, they're that's a great point. On yeah, they're they're not in school right now. So you know, maybe maybe you're right. I I stand corrected. Maybe you are right. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. So, but looking forward to again, looking forward to Tuesday football. Whoever thought that we'd be even contemplating this Tuesday football? I'm so excited. Um, I'm really hoping that they are able to uh, 
put it out there there though as far as because th- this is a do or die for them this is a possible winning of the division so yeah i mean I, I so what it, it what it does for them is just keeps them in the conversation for not only the division because if they win uh today they would be tied with the cardinals for first place in the division but also be tied with a ton of teams for the second best record in the conference and in the league. So you're talking about a, um, you know, being in that conversation to win the division, but but also home field for as long as possible. Uh, so we'll see how this game plays out. Again, the uh, Rams are favored by seven points. Um, the, you know, the the one problem with the Rams again, they they are they are getting some key guys back, but there's a lot of players that. Like up until right now, we have not gotten official word how many of the 30 players are going to come back. We've heard at least 10 will be available to play for the Rams today. But if if they're still missing 20 players, it's going to be tough for them. Um, the Raiders beat the Browns yesterday. So that was another one where well, Las Vegas was not happy about that game being shifted to Monday to accommodate Cleveland at the and the outbreak that they had, that was a really close game. And by the way, Cleveland certainly had a chance to win that game. I, I kind of get the feeling that's how the game is going to play out um, today, where you have, um, where you have, you know, the, uh, you know, you have uh, a lot of people kind of focused on the Rams and the players and where th- they're at. Uh, but listen, I, I'm very excited about Tuesday night football. Um but, G.A., we do have to talk a little bit about um, your Clippers and also where the Lakers stand. And I know we began the, the show with that. But, um, you know, big game for the Lakers tonight at at the uh, Crypto.com Arena. They are playing the Phoenix Suns tonight. Um, here's the issue with the Lakers right now. They, they got to figure out how to play without – Anthony Davis for the next month. And gee, I got a feeling that this is going to be longer than a month. You know, when 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 people say he's out for a month and he will be reevaluated at that time, that doesn't mean he's going to be back at that time. It could with Anthony Davis and his track record, and you've seen where he's been out again. Last season, he missed 30 games with uh, a heel problem. I think we're going to have the same situation here where he's going to be out for a month. They're going to reevaluate him. He's going to be out for a couple more weeks. So uh, the Lakers have to find a way to, you know, not only kind of keep their head above water, but, you know, be in the, be in playoff contention, uh, you know, because this was the time where they were supposed to be beginning to learn how to play together. And they – you can't do that, obviously, when one of your key guys is going to be out for the next month. So tough situation right now for them, Jihei. Yeah, I mean, it is a really rough, rough spot for the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, uh, no Anthony Davis just period is just not not a good situation I think anybody wants to be in, right? I mean, we already were questioning this Laker team and how they were going to be doing um, as far as their age gap and being the uh the old man on uh in the league the old man in the league now you have the youngest player out on your squad that's your star and i i I personally think you're saying it's going to be maybe like six weeks i think it might be longer yeah and i really hope not but i guess what i'm saying is that there's a lot of people who are saying he's going to be out for one month i said no 
Look at how they worded it. They said he is going to rehab over the next four weeks. And after four weeks, we will, you know, like assess his progress, see how he's doing. That's not he's going to be back in four weeks. I really hope he is. But after four weeks, they will reevaluate him. And you're talking about a player who last season, when his heel and foot uh, were hurt, missed 30 games. So I'm expecting at least around that number. I don't want it to be that number. I hope it's not that number. With with his history past, with when you look at you know how long he has generally been out for, I I I I see it being longer than four weeks. I see it being closer to five or six weeks. Again, hope I'm wrong. Hope he's back soon enough. The problem is, even when this team was fully healthy, GA, they didn't fit. The pieces didn't fit. They didn't gel. When the big three were on the court together, I never got the feeling this was a championship team. So now you're missing a player who the reason that this team was viewed as as a championship team was that Anthony Davis was going to revert to the form that he had when he was traded to the Lakers, revert to the form that he had when they won a championship. And that player, that Anthony Davis, was a top five player in this league. That player was one of the top 75 players in NBA history as he was voted to be. That's how he was viewed. That's how we viewed him. Now, the fact of the matter is, he hasn't been that player since he got hurt against the Suns in the playoffs last year. And you look at what he's done this season, and everyone's knocked him for it, from Charles Barkley to, to players he's going up against. I'm saying, like, this is not that guy. This is not the player that was one of the top five players in the league. This is not the player that that I think can lead or you can build a championship team around. He is the secondary piece on a championship team. I'm sorry, but that's that's not the player that the Lakers traded for. Again, so happy, I'm sure, that the team is as well. They won a championship with them with that dynamic duo of LeBron and Anthony Davis. But the thought process was at this point in time, LeBron was going to pass the torch and hand the keys off to Davis. That's not been the case. And I don't know how you can do that to a player who at least over the past two years, we're talking last season, and now we're talking what could potentially happen this season, is going to miss half the season. And this is supposed to be the pinnacle of his career, the prime of his career. You know, when you're 28 years old, that's sort of your prime. And and the fact of the matter is he's been hurt last year. He's been hurt this year. And people in New Orleans said this about this guy. He is injury prone. Watch out for him. Yeah. And I mean, I'm- yeah, the, this is sad. I mean, this is some somebody that obviously the Lakers organization thought that they could build around. Um, this is also, you have to realize when you have a big man, right? I mean, because that's what he is. He's a big man. Um, he He's going to be injury prone. Um, he's not somebody that we saw, you know, I, I, I think, I think the, the build around, um, argument is we, we have to, we have to think in a different terms. Now you're going to have to adjust, which is really yeah. sad because that's something that I think that the, that's the reason why the Lakers signed him to the deal that they signed him to thinking this is our guy, right? Um, the passing of the torch, as you said. Arash, so this is really disappointing. And really quick, Gia, before we go to break, I mean, we do have to mention that the National Hockey League has paused their season. Games beginning tomorrow through Christmas um, has have been paused, not been canceled, but has been postponed. 
We talked about it b- before the, the uh, show, Jihei. I mean, this, a lot of it, right, has to do with this is not just teams in the U.S. It's the cross-border travel, all these teams in Canada. It's going to be hard for them to continue the season as currently scheduled right now. Uh, I mean, no doubt. I mean, th- again, Canada is doing what they have to do. Uh, you know, you don't want to make things even worse. But this is, yeah, this is going to be rough. This is going to be very rough. Um, I'm hoping that it's not a you know, more than a week shutdown. Yeah. You never know with Canada. So, well, well that's, that's the issue. Cause even in Toronto, they are now playing games in front of 50% capacity crowd. So once again, mask mandate back, social distancing back, reduced capacity back. I mean, there are proportions, there are times where it feels like we're, we're back in 2020. All right. Uh, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the hockey schedule being postponed, Rams, Seahawks tonight, Lakers, Suns tonight. We'll talk about all that and more when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We will be right back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio, the all-new and Mightier 1090 AM. You're listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. When we come around. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Jihei, so glad we have this second segment back. This was kind of a segment that, uh, you know, is very near and dear to the hearts of a lot of listeners out there. We always appreciate you listening. We always also appreciate you being involved. And with that being said, Jihei, how can the great listeners of the show contact, contact us and send us a question? You know, I love that new intro that you just did, Harash, because we really do appreciate our listeners. We really do appreciate the fact that they send us questions and take the time to email us. Um, I think it's actually an amazing thing. It's it's really like, it kind of warms my heart um, that I get these emails. So um, with that, guys, you can email us at... Um, Arash Markazi show at gmail.com. That is all lowercase A R A S H M A R K A Z I S H O W at gmail.com. Leads us to our first question from Nicholas Byrne from Lamita, who asks Are the Clippers reverting back to being solely a highlight reel? Well, I think, listen, if you're a highlight reel, at least that's a draw. I think if you're a highlight reel, if you're Lob City, I think people want to go see that. I mean, remember Blake Griffin's first season. The Clippers weren't that good, but they were a highlight reel. I mean, you kind of, if the if the Clippers were on at the sports bar, like you stopped what you were doing, you were watching that game because you wanted to see what Blake Griffin was doing. So if they are a highlight reel, then at least they're a draw and people are going to be talking about them. I don't see this team as that. I, I, I think there have been moments during the course of the season where they have exceeded expectations. I think, quite frankly, they are playing as you thought a team without Kawhi this season would play. I would have predicted them when you looked at who they had um, as being about a 500 team, maybe a game or two above 500. Um, listen, you know, if you're missing your best player when he's healthy, one of the top five players in the league, 
you're not going to be the same team. I don't expect that. I also don't expect Paul George to play the entire season. Again, he's missed some games. I mean, during the course of a season, you're going to have guys who are going to get hurt and they're going to miss games. So if you're beginning the season saying, okay, and I know Clipper fans out there will say, well, Kawhi's not been ruled out for the season. He might still come back. Okay, but let's just for the sake of this say he's out for the season. I would have predicted the Clippers to be a 42-40 and 40 team. You know, a, a, you know, a, a game or two above 500. That's the way they're they're playing right now. They are 16 and 15. I do think they'll be 16 and 16 after they play the Kings t- tomorrow night. By the way, the Lakers are 16 and 15. I predict that they will be 16 and 16 after they play the Suns t- tonight. So, um, to the question, I mean, like unless Paul George is the highlight, or unless like like. They're not a highlight real team. I mean, they're a team that has their moments. Again, if the Clippers are to be a contender, that means Paul George is playing like the most valuable player in the league, and he kind of was at a certain time this year. He's had a very good season, but I don't expect Paul George to do that for the entirety of the season, and I also don't expect Paul George to be 100% healthy the entire season. So, um, Listen, best case scenario for them right now without Kawhi, yeah, they, they revert back to being a highlight real team. But I don't see them being a highlight re- real team. I see them being as an average to good team. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I think that this team is still, you know, trying to find their their way when they don't have the, the fact that they don't have Kawhi, and on top of it, the fact that Paul George is not going to be in all the time. Um, also, you all got to lower your expectations, man. Like you really do. Like I, I don't like I've been a Clipper fan since ninety seven. So I remember the dark ages where the Clippers used to be the stepchild equivalent in LA when it came to winning, right? Like they yeah. were the other LA team. They were the the team that nobody really counted in. So lower your expectations a little bit and just be happy. This team is doing great considering what they're given right now in this season. So very happy with uh, this Clipper team and how they're coming together. Um, I don't think that, you know, and if they are a highlight reel, they're one heck of a highlight reel. You know, yeah. I'm very happy with this team um, considering what they're going through. Uh, so thank you, Nicholas, for that question. We're going to move forward to Sam Jensen from Ventura, who asks the NHL just paused their season as of last night, which we talked about in the first segment. Thank you, Sam. Um, what was your re- initial reaction, Arash, to this news? And is this just a precursor of things to come? Well, so here's the issue with, with that, and you brought up a great point, is the cross-border travel in hockey right now. I mean, this is really tough. I mean, this, this is tough for all sports leagues, but almost impossible right now when you talk about uh, cross-border travel. Cross-border travel has been uh, shut down in terms of uh, the 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 um, hockey league has said we're not going to do that. So, listen, if Calgary can't come to play the Ducks or the Kings or like the Edmonton Oilers, Toronto, they really had to shut down the league for a week. And again, they will see where we're at in the world and in the countries specifically when uh, we get past Christmas. Again, when you listen to scientists right there, we're going to be going through this, at least this current wave, this current surge with the, with the new variant through the holidays. So that includes through New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. And by the way, we're, they're still trying to figure out in New York, are we going to have the Times Square, New Year's Eve, ball drop, 
in Pasadena? Are we going to have the Rose Parade? And if you do, like, how is that even going to look like? So, um, not surprised, but gee, in specifically with the National Hockey League, it has a lot to do with the teams in Canada, cross-border travel, and, and what that looks like. So, again, they've, they've paused the season beginning, I think, tomorrow through Christmas. So, you know, conceivably speaking, that they could come back Monday, December 27th. Would not be shocked if they, if they continued it through January 1st. Yeah, for those that don't really know about Canada and those uh, cross-cultural b- borders that you were talking about, Arash, I mean, Canada's been very, very um, careful when it comes to COVID, right? Like they've, they're willing to shut down their country for ever if, if that's the, the, that's the possible case. Um, so I definitely think this is a cultural thing or a Canadian thing. Uh, they're just trying to really truly be overly cautious. Um, also, I'd like to extend my timeline of when I think that this pandemic, quote unquote, this pandemic will be over. I said 2022, we might be looking at something a little bit further down the road. Um, as, as far as like, cause there's other countries other than Canada that have still shut down their borders. And, you know, Australia is one of them where they won't even let you out the door, you know? So, yeah. you know, we should actually be talking about how blessed we are that, you know, our, our country is definitely trying to kind of live with this new variants and trying to make adjustments. So um, as far as my reaction, uh, Sam, you know, it is what it is. You know, you can't control other countries. You can't tell them what to do. And it's it's their country, you know. And uh, the NHL is an international league, right, where they have Canada. So they, they've got to do what's best for them, and they've got to figure that out. But, um, yeah, I think it might be a precursor. Um, I don't think that, like, like Arash said uh, initially, we're not going to see another bubble experience. We're not going to have these leagues play just in one state or whatever. So um, there will still be sports. Sports will not be shut down again. So hopefully the NHL uh, can resume after their one week of shutdown, but we'll see. I mean, again, it's when you have international borders um, being played in the mix, it's going to be difficult. Uh, Thank you so much for that question. We're going to move forward to Brock Ehrman from Encino who asks, will the force extended time help the Rams in tonight's game or hurt their chances for a W tonight? Oh, I mean, it's getting hugely help them because they get the, they're, they're getting players back. Um, we'll, we'll see how the, the extra time helps in terms of, again, it has nothing to do with preparation. This extra time allowed them to get Jalen Ramsey back, Odell Beckham Jr. back, Daryl Henderson back, and that list could continue to grow. So, I mean, this is, Massive. I, I don't even know how they were going to be competitive if this game was played uh, Sunday at 1 p.m. Now uh, that it's being uh, played today, uh, again, they're getting key players back. Again, when you talk about losing half your roster, um, uh, again, that, that's not safe. Again, you don't want to have a situation where, you know, a 53-man roster is now cut to, you know, uh, again, three. 30 or something. I mean, they really had to postpone the game. You know, if you want to say cancel it, like they had to postpone it for sure. Um, yeah. So this will, this will help them. Um, they are getting key players back, both offense and defense, getting extra time to, 
you know, prepare for the game, get together. Again, people forget. I mean, they were not even allowed to go to the practice facility in t- for the entire week. So, again, they've had a couple of days to get together, prepare for the game, get key players back. So this will be huge. Yeah, no. I mean, the more time, the better, right? Uh, especially in football. Especially in football. Yeah. Whether it be COVID or whether it be maybe these guys just maybe they need to get in the sauna and they need to, you know, relax and take their time and maybe just get a little bit uh, more prepped. Uh, uh, and for the coaching staff, right? Um, if this hurts anybody, it hurts Seattle because I'm sure that they were like looking forward to this depleted roster. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so we'll, we'll see. It's, uh, but again, you know what? I wouldn't count any divisional game, they're always tough. They're always rough. Um, even how, even with how bad Seattle is, it's gonna, it's not gonna be good. Um, wh- what are your, are you expecting a blowout? Like, what is Vegas thinking about this? Uh, this game. Well, so it's a seven point spread. I don't expect a blowout, but I, I do think the Rams could potentially cover. I mean, getting key players back, you know, like Odell Beckham Jr., Daryl Henderson, uh, Jalen Ramsey, just to name a few. You know, I would wouldn't be shocked if the Rams won by ten. So again, seven point line. Rams are favored, playing at home. Have had some extra time to rest and heal up. Um, and listen, the Seahawks, quite frankly, aren't that good this year. So. Um, and, and I do think the Rams saw the Cardinals loss, the Tampa Bay loss. They're seeing, hey, listen, we've, we had our bump in the road there. If we win today, we kind of control our own d- destiny as it relates to not only the division, but, but perhaps getting that n- number two seed. So we'll see. But uh, I think Vegas obviously likes the Rams, and I like them to cover. Real, you know, I, I think that spread is too big. You know, I, I think I, I personally would love to see them cover. I would love, I'm not going to lie to you. I would love a blowout. I know a lot of people are anti-blowout. I am not. I I want them to win by 30, 40, 50 in an NBA game, in a, a college basketball game when it's my team. Um, if it's not my team, you know, want to see a close game. I get that it's good television. Um, I mean, divisional game, these guys might step up. So I'm, I'm I'm thinking like four points. I'm, it's going to be a Rams win. There's no question about that. Um, but I'm really really hoping that it's a uh, it's kind of a close game. I'm I'm thinking that it's going to be a close game. Uh, All right. Yeah. So I, I want to say like four points. Still a Rams win, but like four points. Uh, thank you so much, bro. Uh, yeah. Ga, I have some. Uh, I have a question for you actually. I have a, I have some a little tidbit tidbit of information. You know, during summer league, I think we we were both excited because Mac McClung, the way he was playing, and a lot of guys were very excited about the way he was playing. The Lakers had lost to Alex Caruso. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, your boy Mac McClung could be the next Caruso. And we just got word today that Mac McClung has signed a 10-day contract with not the Los Angeles Lakers, with the Chicago Bulls. Matt McClung and Alex Caruso are going to be teammates for at least the next 10 days. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But again, this is a hardship signing for the Chicago Bulls because of COVID cases. But Mac McClung is on his way as we speak to Chicago to join not only the Chicago Bulls, but to become teammates with the GOAT, Alex Caruso. Caruso, Mac McClung, now teammates. G, hey, your thoughts? Oh, my gosh. I'm so bummed that he's out of L.A. But you know what? Congratulations, man, on that 10-day contract. And to play with somebody that uh, I don't know how well they're they're going to mesh, but, man, that's what a great sign. I, uh, you, 
everybody knows I, I love Mac McClung. I think that that kid is not only a highlight reel, but I think he's a very talented player. Um, I hope he does really well in Chicago. Wow. Good for Chicago. Stepping up yeah. their game even more than they already had. Um, it, this is incredible. I like good for him. I, I, I am so excited for him. This is, this is insane. Um, I wish he stayed in LA. I kind of wish. I know. And I think he can still come back. I think, you know, with, with the COVID cases and these hardship signings, you're basically trying to put together a team, you know, um, in terms of just, you know, have enough players to field a team and play these games. So I think they are allowing, and I don't know exactly all the rules, but they are allowing teams to sign G-leaguers. Again, sometimes G-leaguers are attached to a team. So Mac McClung is part of the South Bay Lakers. But if they don't need him or he's not being brought up in the Chicago Bulls, I think you can look at the players in the G League and say, hey, we're, we're signing him to a 10-day contract. So, again, yeah, a huge uh, moment for Mac. Uh, what would have been fun to see Mac McClung and Caruso play against the Lakers. But, again, uh, that, that, that just got um, announced. Again, Mac McClung heading to Chicago. Again, 10-day contract. We'll see what happens with it. He, he, he was a fun player to watch. Him and, like, Kagostin Reeves in the Summer League in Las Vegas. That, that was a fun tandem. was really hoping we'd, we'd see those two guys on the Lakers this season. Reeves has been playing really well for them. But I think Mac McClung, when he gets an opportunity and he can over the next 10 days, I think he can show what he can do. Yeah, I was going to say he's going to make the most of it. Like my mom used to say, when you're on the court, even if you're only on the court for like 30 seconds, make the most of the time that, that you're on there. And I think Mac McClung is a great example of that. Austin Reeves is also another great example, obviously, of that, you know, getting uh, brought up and being very effective. Uh, in that locker room and on the court. I have, so. I have some more uh, tidbits. Again, we're kind of hearing uh, news again. You know, it's so key for the Rams uh, to kind of figure out how many guys they're going to get back. They just found out Vaughn Miller has tested out. He will play tonight for the Rams. Unfortunately, however, for the Rams, right tackle Rob Havenstein, uh, tight end Tyler Higby, and safety Jordan Fuller, uh, those were the three Ram starters that did not test out, and they will not be able to play uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. So those three guys, Rob Havenstein, Tyler Higby, Jordan Fuller, the three Rams players who did not test out, they will miss tonight's game Vaughn Miller, they've just found out, will be back. He joins Odell Beckham uh, Jr., Daryl Henderson, Jalen Ramsey as guys who will be back for the Rams today. So, again, I think over the next, you know, few hours heading into kickoff, we'll, we'll kind of start to hear guys who can play, who will not play. But no matter what, the fact that they delayed the game for as long as they did, again, this was as long as they were going to delay it, a Tuesday night game, Um this allowed the Rams to at least get some of their key players back. Yeah, I mean, having Von Miller, that's great. Um, you know, having that kind of presence there is awesome on that line. But man, losing Higby is huge. Yeah, you know, yeah. that that's that's <laughs> that's gonna sting. But you know what? This Rams defense, they can rally because you still got Donald, so you can't really you cannot really complain. Um, you know about everybody else being lost, but you know, losing Higby is gonna be. It's going to be very obvious that on that field. Um, so, so sorry for the Rams that they're that D because man, uh, but um, you, you still got cup. You still have a lot of viable yeah. options out there. So 
I'm still okay with the four points that I'm picking. I do not think they're going to cover. I think that if you took Seattle right now, I would not be mad at you. Wouldn't be mad at you. Um, Well, again, Brock, thank you so much for that question. I know we went off on a little tangent. We're going to move forward to the last question. So we only have a couple minutes left here from Rick Vanguard from Loma Linda, who asks, will the Lakers play to the level of competition and defeat the Suns tonight, or will they be the Lakers that we are currently used to? Well, well, hold up. Play to the level of the company. The Suns are the best team in the league. I mean, I, I think the Suns are probably going to win tonight and it won't be a close game. I don't, um, yeah, so the Suns are the best team in the league. They are playing the Lakers without Anthony Davis. The Lakers are a 500 team. So, um, I... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, think the, the, yeah. I think that this per- I think that Rick is asking, like, you know, will they up, will they up their game and like compete with? Oh, team? I think so. No, I mean, listen. The the hope is that the Lakers play with some pride. I think the problem for a lot of these losses that they've had, they've been very casual. And again, the issue is the level of the competition. Like when they go up against some of the worst teams in the league. They're, they 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 go up. They got a 10, 15, sometimes even again against the Oklahoma City Thunder, twenty six point lead, nineteen point lead, and they blow out uh, and they blow it and they lose the game against the Suns. I mean, the Suns are the best team in the league right now, at least on you know in terms of wins and losses. So I don't foresee them winning the game. Vegas has the Suns favored by seven. Um, I think the Suns will cover. I think they'll win by ten. Um, so again, I ho- I hope it's a, a close game. Hope they play with some pride, but listen, I think the Lakers are who they are. We're about 32 games into the season. I think they will be a 500 team through that point, 16 and 16. It's not where I'd like them to be, but it's not like they're going to turn the corner with Anthony Davis out for a month. It's not like they're going to flip the switch now. Like this is going to be who they are. Yeah. I, I mean, I would love for them to play the level of the competition. And if they could, then we wouldn't be having this conversation about a 16, a possible 16 and 16 team. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, if, if they do, at least it'll be great basketball, but I agree with you, Arash. I think that with a seven point spread, the Suns are going to cover and then some probably like 15 points. 10, 15 points, yeah. I think, which is really unfortunate because back in the day, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Right. No, exactly. I mean, again, hopefully it's a good game. We'll see how. Yeah, big game tonight. Los Angeles Rams, Seahawks, Lakers, Suns. We'll talk about that tomorrow. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. The Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The all new and mightier 1090 AM. for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 